Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and listening again. My name is Maria, and this is my podcast about self-love and finding yourself outside of a relationship. If you're new here, welcome. I'm very glad that you're joining me. Yeah, I'm just going to walk you through the format of the podcast. This is me talking to you like I would talk to my best friends. I talk about the topics that I'm passionate about, something that is on my mind at the moment. There is not much planning involved. There is not much editing very minimal because I want it to be as natural and as relatable as possible. And again, I, I'm talking to you like I would talk to my friends. Yeah, so it's all very it's all very informal, very light. And yeah, my goal is for you to relate to what I'm saying and maybe get something useful out of it. And today we are talking about a topic that I'm very passionate about. I'm going to talk about four key things that will help you cultivate self-love and thrive on your own and just be happy no matter whether you are in a relationship or not. I know it's really hard to find who you are. If you're recently single or if you were in a relationship for a long time or if you're a serial monogamist like I am, figure out how to be comfortable without relying on your partner, without having anyone to rely on and cultivating this sense of self-worth, self-confidence and just sense of safety. For me personally, the main thing when I became single, it, it was that I did not feel safe. I spent most of my 20s in a re- in relationships. I loved having the safety net that a, that a relationship provides to you. But later I realized that while it's nice to have, you shouldn't be relying on it too much. I mean, you sh- you can, but also you should have all of these exit like strategies and plans in place that will make you happy on your own that will keep you afloat that will I'm not even talking about financially I'm I'm talking about the emotional part now right because we became so intertwined with our partner and with the, with their lives with their habits with their preferences that it becomes nearly impossible to untangle that uh once it's over so today I'm going to be talking about four things that will help you lay the groundwork for your life on your own so that you can build a partnership on top of that. And if that goes away, you're still going to be happy. Personally, I think there are four things that will keep you happy in your life, no matter whether you are in a relationship or not. And these things are being less reactive to what people tell you, to what other people say and do. So this is just reaching a state where you're generally like, you know who you are, you know your worth, and you're generally not bothered by other people's opinions. Number two is if you do react to other people, because sometimes our patience is tested, sometimes we do have bad days, right? So if you do find yourself reacting or being triggered by something, it's knowing how to self-soothe. And most of all, not putting the responsibility of soothing you onto your partner or onto your friend or whoever you're with. It's developing these coping mechanisms that will help you to stay level-headed and to take control of your own reactions and emotions. Rationalize them in your head and again, just, just calm down. The third thing that will help you thrive in your life is developing your own identity, sense of self, and just knowing who you are. Because especially that's a mistake that we often make in a relationship. Our identity is so wrapped up with our partners. So we don't even know who we are on our own. Do I just eat sushi every day because I like it or because my partner likes it? Or do I spend my weekends 
in a certain way because I genuinely want to or because it's just the way we're used to doing things, but maybe I don't like it. Do I go on holidays to Mexico because I genuinely want to or because my partner wants to and I just don't question it, right? So we have to know who we are outside of a relationship. We have to have the sense of self, what we like, what gives us pleasure, where the boundary lies, what is the limit. Number four, the thing that will keep you happy, whether you are in a relationship or not, is cultivating an abundance mindset. It's just not even when it comes to a relationship, but just in general, knowing that another opportunity, another person, another potential partner, another friend is just around the corner. It will help you be less anxious about your life in general, and it will help you to not cling to things that are not worth it just because you have something and you think you might not find better. These are the four things, and let's talk about each of them in detail. The first key to your happiness is learning how to self-soothe. This is such an important skill. I honestly cannot over-exaggerate its importance, especially when we are in a relationship. And this is the mistake that I personally made a lot too, is we put the responsibility of making us feel good, making us feel okay, safe, enough, whatever it is, on the per- the other person. And this is unfair to yourself and this is unfair to them. Like I'm a very, I'm a planner. I'm a very organized person. So for me, it's really hard when things don't go according to plan. And it's not not because of me, but because of other people or, or unpredictable circumstances. And I learned to surrender to things that are outside of my control. But like years ago, I wasn't like that. So in my previous relationship, I would often, I don't know, I would make plans to go to a bar and then on a Friday night, and they don't take reservations. And when we get there, they say, oh, there is, no, there is no tables. And I would get so upset because I already imagined that we'll spend the night there. I already looked at the menu. I already knew what I was going to have. I was already looking forward to it. So my mood would just be completely ruined. And it would take me a long time to get back to normal and think rationally and be like, okay, it's not a big deal. Not the end of the world. Let's just go to a different place. It's It's okay. As long as we spend time together, that's okay. But I would be so upset and I would expect my partner to comfort me. And moreover, I expected him to say the things that I wanted him to say. Like I wanted him to be empathetic. I wanted him to know exactly how I was feeling. I wanted him to say, hey, I know you like to plan things and it's hard for you. Look, you can practice those things and you can ask your partner to do them, but you cannot count on that every single time for them to provide them for you. You just cannot because they're human too. They have their emotions. They don't always know what to say. Sometimes they're upset too, right? So you need to have the skill. You need to have the ability to get to that place on your own. And if your partner helps you with that, it's a nice to have rather than a must. A few years ago, for me, it used to be a must. And then you would say the wrong thing and I would get even more upset and then I would just be ruined. Instead, Had I known how to self-soothe a few years ago, it would have been better. Your partner should still try to be and be empathetic. Your partner should still comfort you. But again, it's a nice to have. You have to be able to get to this place on your own instead of being upset about things that we could not control in the first place, right? So when you're trying to self-soothe, there are multiple things that you can do. First of all, you have to figure out whether this thing is outside of your control or it's within your control. Let's say you get to a bar and... There are no tables and they don't take reservations. It's not something you can control at the moment. So 
if it's something outside of your control, you just need to surrender. There is no other way to self-soothe other than that in this situation because the only other way is to just keep stressing out because it's not like you can change anything about it, right? So the first thing to think about is, can I control this or not? And if not, you just surrender. If you can control it, then you can figure out a plan. But if you cannot, just surrender. And then there are a lot of simple tricks that can help you self-soothe in the moment. For me, it's usually as easy as taking a couple of breaths, just really deep breaths. I aim for 10, but usually I feel good after two or three even. Just take a deep breath and just understand that most likely it's not the end of the world. You're most likely overreacting. And just try to like rationalize it in your head. Because what happens when we're taking deep breath, we're letting our emotions get processed by our prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain responsible for logic. So we're giving ourselves time to process the emotions and rationalize them instead of reacting right away, which is often irrational and emotional and not the best type of reaction. So usually taking a breath helps. If you're fighting with someone, if you're arguing, it's just best to take a break, whatever you feel like. Uh, For me, it's maybe even like 10 minutes in my bedroom with the door closed, not talking to anyone, just thinking about it in my head, weighing pros and cons. It helps a lot, just like taking a break, distancing yourself from the situation. Sometimes I just wake up in a bad mood and going for a walk or working out helps a lot. Again, it it helps you, the change of environment helps you to distance yourself from the problem. And then usually you understand that it's not a big deal and everything is fine. If you have a little bit more time or if it's something that really, really upsets you, I usually do EFT tapping which is, uh, I made a video about it not a long time ago. Basically, you are identifying things that are feelings that are uncomfortable to you and you use special like points on your face, on your your neck, on on your clavicles, and you're tapping on the negative emotions and it helps you release them. And then after that, I usually need two or three rounds and I feel great after. It helps you process the emotions really well and calm yourself down really well. Same with journaling. If you have time, sit down, just journal for a bit, get it all out on paper. And again, it'll, it helps you think logically. And most of the times you realize that you're overreacting. What also helps me is if nobody's available to, to talk in the moment, if it's late at night or I don't know, nobody like my friends are busy or I don't feel like calling them and distracting them, like if it's a Friday night, for example, uh, I pretend I'm venting to a friend. I just like, I can go out on the balcony into the bathroom so nobody can hear me. And I just pretend and I put myself in this situation and I, I pretend to vent to them or I pretend that my friend is telling me the story. And usually I decide that my reaction is not justified. It's just not worth wasting my time and energy over. And it helps me soothe really well too. So yeah. This is the second skill you need to master to be happy is being uh, less reactive in general. This is something that is very important to understand that we are deep inside selfish human beings and that's okay. To us, we are the priority. We are always protecting ourselves. We're always thinking about ourselves first. All of your reactions are protection mechanisms to stay safe, to not be hurt, basically to protect ourselves, right? Other people's reactions towards you is rarely, rarely about what you did. Sometimes they are, but mostly if you feel like you're being treated unfairly, if you feel like 
a person snapped at you for no reason. Most likely it's not about you. If you cannot think of a reason, most likely it's because it, there is none there is, and it's not about you. Remember like a time when you acted irrationally. Maybe you yelled at someone or maybe you got upset over nothing or maybe you got irritated for no reason. For example, I was at the doctor's the other day and it's something that was like an appointment that I did repeatedly like a few times a week. And every time they made me fill out an intake form, there was like a lot of forms. And at some point I got so upset about filling them. I was, I didn't yell, but I was, I was very irritated when I talked to the receptionist and I was like, look, how many, how many times do I have to fill that in? You've sent, you guys send me five, 10 forms every day. I cannot do this anymore. I'm confused. You always tell me I missed something. This is really annoying. And the receptionist turned to me and said, please don't yell at me. It's not my fault. And I realized that I'm being very rude. And then I kind of like backtracked in my head and I was like, why am I like that? Oh, it's because I've been busy at work and people have been asking me to do a lot of things that were not planned. So I was, I was already worked up about that. And then I took it out on on th- this person and I apologized. And, and, it, and it was not about her. She might have been thinking, oh my God, I'm terrible at my job. Like this person is yelling at me, they're upset. But it wasn't about her, it was about me, right? So the same thing with other people. Their reactions are not about you, it's about their egos. Who knows all the ways the other person got triggered because of something you said. You don't know their past, you don't know what problems they have, right? It's so random. And you cannot take everything personally. If you take everything personally, it's your ego talking. And for that, I recommend reading a book that's called The New Earth. I have a couple of videos on my TikTok account about it too. So check it out. It's a great book that explains the concept of ego. Basically, you have a being that is deep inside, that is who you truly are, and that is not affected by anything. And then you have your ego that needs to be validated, that needs to be proud of yourself, that needs all this achievement, that needs outside validation. And anytime you're kind of, you're catching yourself needing all of these things, it's just your ego talking. And the ideal situation is when you are so happy with who you are, when you're so in your purpose, that you know that, and you stay authentic to yourself, you don't need the validation and you don't take anything personally because you know you're following the path you're supposed to follow. And you know that you're doing what you need to be doing. So anytime you think you're being treated unfairly, anytime you get rejected and get upset about it, anytime you you feel hurt and you're taking it personally, I always try to think that it's just my ego talking and it is not about me. I know I did not do anything wrong. I know I'm just following my path. I know I do not deserve that. So everything is fine and it helps a lot. Or you might realize you did something wrong and then you apologize. And that's how it is. So yeah, just trying to be less reactive in general, developing this like Zen feeling is is very, very important. Okay, thing number three that will help you stay happy, whether you are in a relationship or not, is developing your own identity. I know this thought is not new. It's something that a lot of coaches talk about. So you should know who you are. You need to know who you are before you can be in a healthy relationship because having your own identity, having your own hobbies and interests and setting your own boundaries is very, very important, especially 
if there is a possibility that your partner is not treating you right. If you know what you like doing, if you know what you like eating, if you know how you want to spend your weekend, you still want to make sure that you do all of these things, whether you are in a relationship or not, you still find time for yourself. Because a lot of the times, our identities become so intertwined with those of our partners that we don't even know what we like as individuals, right? So some people, they adopt their partner's hobbies without even thinking if they like it. There is nothing wrong with doing it if you genuinely enjoy it. But don't do it just because you don't know what to do with your own time and you just end up doing what your partner does, right? They eat the same thing as their partner. They watch the same movies as their partner. And they don't even think whether they actually like it. There is nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with telling your partner, hey, I just want to watch this tonight. I know you don't like it, so no pressure. I'm just gonna do this. Or you know what? This weekend I feel like taking some time to myself. Or like I've been going golfing with you for the whole summer, but I realize I don't actually like it. And I'd rather do something else for myself during this time because you will feel more fulfilled with what you actually like. And then you'll come back to each other both feeling great because you were just doing things that you love and you will have more energy for each other, right? And also the goal is to feel okay whether you are in a relationship or not. And if you have your identity so wrapped up in what your partner likes doing when they leave, I'm not saying it's necessarily going to happen, but it can happen. You will have nothing of your own without even being reminded of them. And second of all, that you won't have anything that brings you true pleasure in life because you don't even like these things. While if you do have your own identity, if you do have the things that only you like doing, but they genuinely bring you joy and happiness, you can always fall back on them. No matter what you're going through, you will always have these things that you know bring you joy. You're just doing them because you like them, you as an individual. And it's so important. And when you do enter into a relationship, it's so important to still keep doing those things because you need to to bring good energy into your relationship. You need to feel recharged. You need to feel good on your own. You need to be fulfilled with things that you love. Yeah, so sometimes, sometimes you have to be a little selfish uh, and there is nothing wrong with it. Otherwise, you'll be pouring from an empty cup, right? When I was younger, when I was in my early 20s, all of my friends loved going uh, dancing, like partying. And I never enjoyed that. I still find electronic music very overwhelming, very boring. And I still don't like it. But I used to go because that's what you're supposed to do. And, and I did not have a good time. So I always ended up drinking a lot. And then the next day I was hungover. And I was like, why did I even go? But then I couldn't say no to my friends because that's what everybody was doing. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to stand out in that way. And now I'm so comfortable with saying, you know what? I didn't do this. Like, I don't really enjoy this. How about we go out to dinner before? I would love to catch up. I would love to, to talk to you. I would love to see you. But then go party without me. It's totally fine. And that's okay. And I would rather be home earlier have my night routine, read a book, watch a movie, do something that I enjoy, and I will end up feeling more fulfilled. So if you don't know the things that bring you joy, I suggest, I strongly recommend that you sit down and you write a list of things that you like doing or you would like to try doing. And last but not least, 
thing number four that will help you to stay happy, whether you are in a relationship or not, is cultivating an abundance mindset. Pretty sure you saw all of these videos on manifestation and how how you can get whatever you want in life if you just believe it. This is, you just have to believe that if this current option doesn't work out, the next best thing is just around the corner. When you are alone, when you've been single for a while, when you're not in a relationship, you start missing it. And you are very tempted to settle for something that is below your standard just because you don't want to be alone and you think okay it's not perfect but it's something it's better than nothing at least I will get some kind of validation I will be less lonely but unfortunately this does not always work because then we also open ourselves up to a possibility of tolerating things that we shouldn't be tolerating of putting up with things we shouldn't be putting up with especially if you are if you've been in a narcissistic or emotionally abusive relationship they will often gaslight you into thinking it's as good as it gets and nobody will want you anyway because you're too much, you're too this, you're too sensitive, you're too, you're not pretty enough, whatever it is. They will find your weakness and they will push this button to trigger you and they will make, over time, they will make you believe that nobody else will have you because because you have all these flaws, right? And you'll be putting up with a lot of things because you think, yeah, nobody will put up with you and you will end up alone. And this is something that's really hard to overcome. If you think that I'd rather have this thing than nothing, you are thinking out of deficit. You're thinking, what if nothing better comes along? But if you cultivate abundance mindset, you know that something will come along and it's just a given. It always, always does. When you're coming out of a relationship, you think you'll never meet anyone like them. Not even that. You think you will never even like anybody because there is it's not possible that another person will evoke that kind of emotion in you. But there is always someone. If you are really working to get it, if you're really trying, I'm not saying, oh, just stay at home, go grocery shopping, do nothing and then think abundance and you'll find the love of your life. No, of course you have to put an effort. You have to help. You have to help the universe bring this stuff to you, but you have to believe that it's going to happen. Connections are not that rare. They're rare, but they're not that rare. And if you're putting in the effort, someone will come along. You will meet someone. And if this person doesn't work out, someone else will come along. They always, always do. If, yeah, it might not happen that often because you're setting the bar high. You know it's going to come along, whether it's a new job, whether it's a new relationship, a new friend, whatever opportunity you're looking for. The next best thing is always around the corner. If you think from the abundance point of view, it will help you cope with anxiety really well because you will stop thinking, oh my God, why, why are they not texting me? Why is this not happening? Did they like me? Did they not? You would think, okay, if it doesn't work out with this person, I will meet someone else. If this person doesn't text me back, I will be fine because I will meet someone who will text me back. I will meet someone who is up to my standard. And if you think like that, you will see how much, much, much less anxious you are and how like generally at peace with your life you are. This has been an incredible revelation for me in the past years. Just getting rid of that fear that I will never get an opportunity like this ever again. This works wonders, honestly. And good things always come to people who work for them. Again, if you want to date someone, yeah, like join a community, go out, meet people. 
ask friends to set you up with someone, go on dating apps, whatever you have to do. You have to help the universe bring this to you. But good things always come to people who work for them. And yeah, this was it. These are the four things that will help you be happy, whether you are in a relationship or not. Uh, These are the four pillars that will bring your life to a new level. The four pillars that I base my life on. And that's the four pillars that have brought me incredible, incredible results. I hope you find that helpful. Follow me on TikTok at Have I Ever Loved Myself. I post every day. And thank you for listening. See you next time.